This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Good morning, I have a very special chus this morning. You may be familiar with the name Rabbi Daniel Gladstein. If you're familiar with Torah Anytime, you definitely are. He's someone who's given thousands of shiurim that people have, have listened to. Um, to quote Rabbi Brigida in his, in his wit, that Rabbi Gladstein made Torah Anytime famous. It's really a special chus to have him with us here this morning. In particular, as he was uh, coming out of the car and reminiscing back in our days in yeshiva, he's someone who is not just a speaker, but this is a person who's a Talmud Chacham, his Chaver Musorim in yeshiva, some of the Rabbeim over here are amongst them, recall someone who steigged in learning, worked on the Shiurim, and became a, a true Talmud Chacham through harving and working and learning. And that's something so special to have someone who's both uh, a talented orator is able to give over a message at the same time is bringing a beautiful message of Torah with him from the, the depths of his heart. It's really a special schos by Daniel Gladstein. Okay, good morning everyone. It's a real pleasure to be here. Thank you Rabbi Dreyfus for the generous introduction. Perhaps you don't know, I actually have a very special connection to this yeshiva. About, actually exactly 25 years ago, my brother was learning here. Actually, it was the first year Rabbi Luban came to the yeshiva. And he was here in the yeshiva, even before his family came. And my brother was from the first pioneers with Rabbi Luban here in Florida. And for some reason, he needed a chavrusa. So I was an older bacher learning in Queens. And I had an opportunity to come down here for two months. During those two months, the yeshiva had its dinner. And Rabbi Chait uh, needed to fundraise. And they needed someone to give Rabbi Chait shear. So actually, my first opportunity teaching was I took over Rabbi Chait shear for a few weeks here. I think it was the 11th grade and the 12th grade. So uh, I feel a very special connection here. And I want to share with you a thought that's really been weighing on my heart of recent. <coughs> everyone is tuned in and everyone has their heart and their focus on what's taking place in Eretz Yisrael right now. And we always have to ask ourselves, you know, we're so familiar with what we constantly hear and we constantly know about. There's a concept of Yuridas Hadoirais that the generations, as they progress, we go down and down and down. You know, the Gemara says, if the early generations were like angels, then we're like people. And if the early generations were like people, we're like, we're like animals, the Gemara says. What are we? We're nothing. Rabbi Rucham would say, Rabbi Rucham Levavitz, he would say, we can't even imagine the greatness of our grandmothers. doesn't say our grandfathers even, of our grandmothers. He doesn't say we're not on their level. He doesn't say we're not close to their level. He says we can't even imagine the greatness of our, of our grandmas. And that's something we all understand. Yuridas Hadoras. But let's ask ourselves a very serious question. How does Hashem look at us? Us. Me. You. 2023. What's our value right now in Shamayim? I'm giving a shir. I give a shir on Friday on Bir Tefillah. Just going through the davening, we're up to the bracha of Avarabba. 
So I've been using very extensively the commentary of Shimon Schwab. It's called Ion Tefillah. And he says something, it blew my mind. Do you know what the words Ahava Rabba mean? We would usually translate it to mean Ahava Rabba, Ahav Tanu, Hashem loved us with a great love. We usually translate Ahava Rabba as a great love. Rabbi Schwab says the word Rabba doesn't mean great. doesn't mean great. The word Rabba means increasing, ever increasing, getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Says Rabbi Schwab, the Rebbeinu Shalom's love for Klal Yisrael is not static, it's not stationary, it's increasing. It becomes more and more and more in every generation. Says Rabbi Schwab, as much as the Rebbeinu Shalom learned love Tanoim, he loved Amoiraim more. He loved going in more. He loved Rishon in more. He loved Achrein in more. I'll tell you, I mean, between me and you, without your principles listening, when I was a kid, just reporting the facts in high school, and there was a Gemara test. I mean, I don't know if you're allowed to do this, but like if you missed a word, you need a crutch once in a while. So what did we have? They had something called the Sensino Gemara. You know what the Sensino Gemara is? Like they would have a translation of the Gemara in the, you know, in the Queen's English. Actually, you know, most of the time, the Aramaic was more understandable than the English and the Sensino. And you had to somehow figure out, you know, the Gemara based on the Sensino. And then when I got to high school, they had something called, shh, don't tell anyone, Art Scroll, right? Art Scroll. And they came out with Art Scroll, Mesech Damakos. So, wow. I remember in camp, I was like, I could actually learn a Mesech on my own. And then they came out with Hamafgid. And now they have the whole Shas. Says Rav Schwab, why is that? It's because in every generation, HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves the Jewish people more and more and more. Now you can actually, you have uh, re, uh, tools and resources that explain every Rashi and every Toysus and Shas. And you could hear a shear on every subject in Kala Tarakula. Says Rabbi Schwab, you know, in the early generations, they didn't have a Marsha, a Marshal, a Maram Shif, a Pnei Yeshua, Chsam Soifer, because then the Rebbe Shalom's love for Klai Yisrael was still developing. I was, I was very blown away by this idea that Hashem's love for Klai Yisrael is getting bigger and bigger. And actually, I remembered something the Rosh Hashiva said to explain a Pshat in a Toysus. I actually had this chus to be in Rav Henech the last year he gave Shir, I think he gave Shir less than a handful of times. But I was in the last year of Shirim. But I want to share with you something that Arizal said. And we're going to bring it back to what I mentioned. The Arizal would tell Reb Chaim Vital. Reb Chaim Vital was the main student of the Ari. He would tell Reb Chaim Vital, you know how great you are in Shamayim? You know how much you count in Shamayim? You have more value even then the earliest generations, Rav Chaim Vital would say, what are you talking about? But you once told me that I don't hold a candle to the early generations. Rav Chaim Vital says to the Ari, you told me that the smallest of the earlier generations is greater than me. Says the Ari, Hashem does not evaluate a person based on what they're doing objectively. Hashem evaluates a person based on the times they're living in. Says the Arizal, you know what kind of times you're living in, my dear Talmud, Rav Chaim Vital? The Koyach is so out of control in our times that your value in Shamayim is more than the greatest leaders of the early generation. Very interesting. 
Now, I could just imagine what kind of tumma was in Tzfas in the 16th century, you know? What kind of billboards do you think they had? What kind of... It was probably, we would go there, we would think, you know, Mea Sha'arim is not on the level of Tzfas of the 16th century. And yet the Arizal said, compared to earlier generations, the Kaya Chatoma is so powerful that in the eyes of Hashem, you, Reb Mital, are greater than in earlier generations. What would the Arizal say about a Yeshiva Bachar in 2023? What do you think he would say about the Kaya Chatoma today? If it was out of control 500 years ago, who could even imagine what the Arizal would say today? So you say, I don't know, that's the Arizal. You know, we don't, we don't necessarily understand what the Arizal means. It's not necessarily something we could comprehend. Rabbi Rucham Levavitz, Parsha Shlach, he writes, he says, I don't like to say this. And we don't like to talk about it too often because it can make someone feel arrogant. Says Rabbi Rucham Levavitz, it is possible to have a yeshiva student reading a Rishain, a Ritva, a Rashba, a Toisvis, and he doesn't really fully comprehend the words of the Toisvis. And in Shamayim, they look down, and the yeshiva student is held in higher esteem in the Shamayim than the Rishain of the words he's learning. And he says, I don't like to talk about this too much. But you could see his words black and white. Then in the Shamayim, a uh, yeshiva bachar today could be considered in higher esteem than even a Rishain. So I saw in the newly printed Das Torah of Rabbi Rucham, he brings, and if you think this is a far-fetched idea, Ayin Bishar HaKavonus of the Arizal, who he told the same thing to Rabbi Chaim Itam. Rav Henach Leibowitz would say, you know, there's a famous Toysvitz, that we blow shoifar twice on Rosh Hashanah. We blow the shoifar sitting, called Kiyas de Miyushav. We're standing, but halachically you're allowed to sit. And we blow the shoifar, Kiyas de Mu'umar. And uh, the Gemara says, why do we blow the shoifar twice? To confuse the Satan. So Toysus says, what do you mean to confuse the Satan? How are we confusing the Satan? Says Toysus, the first time the Satan hears the shoifar, he says, what's that? Is it the alarm? Is it Rosh Hashanah? Is it Mashiach? The Satan gets a little confused. And the second time the, sh- the Satan says, this is definitely Mashiach. And he runs away. Isn't there an obvious question on Taisus? The Satan is such a fool that every single year he thinks it's Mashiach. Isn't he a smart guy? He does pretty well with me and you. He, he fools us time and again and again. So why is he so foolish as to think that Mashiach is coming? It didn't come last year. It didn't come the year before. It didn't come 10 years ago. It didn't come for the Rashba. It didn't come for Rabbi Kiva Eger. It didn't come for the Chassam Soifer. It didn't come for the Marsha. And the Rosh Hashiva said, that's right, it didn't come for them. But only the Satta knows how much more powerful he is now and how great the challenge is now. Nobody better than the Satta knows our challenges. And therefore, nobody better than the Satta knows the likelihood and the possibility and the probability of the coming of Mashiach. So we have this really very interesting idea that perhaps on an objective level, if we were to evaluate our Madrega compared to earlier generations, 
No, we're not as great as earlier generations. But if we were to evaluate the esteem that we are held in Shamayim, if you would know how important it is to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to even come a minute earlier to Tefillah, to even apply yourself a little bit more to your learning, if you wouldn't know how valuable that is to Hashem, we are taught that the efforts that we put in today in our generation are more chashuv to Hashem than Nevi'im, than Rishonim. In other words, you have a right to get up in the morning and to say, you know what? I am held in no less esteem than a Rishon, than a Navi, than a Tana. And in a way, we are held in much greater esteem. I want to share with you just one more idea along the same lines. You know, with the recent events that happened in Eretz Yisrael, and we hear about atrocities, the likes of which we haven't seen since the Holocaust, I remember my grandfather would say that in the Holocaust, he was taken from a work camp called Radom. He was taken to Dachau. And he was literally online to be taken to the crematoria. He was going to be thrown into the fire with his brother. And at the very last second, two SS officers came. Where he had a foot in the fire. He had a foot in the base Hasrefa. They yanked him out. They pulled him out. They said, you're young. You could work. And his life was saved. And whenever I think about that, I have one simple thought. You think the Rebbe Hashem just saved my grandfather from the crematoria? If he saved him, he saved my father. Saved me, saved my children. I guess the Rebbe Hashem wanted us. And the truth is, if you're in a yeshiva today, and you're alive, and you could daven, and you could learn, the Rebbe Hashem saved you too. Do you know how long the Rebbe Hashem has been looking out for you to make sure you could be here today? I mean, if you go through the record of the Jewish people, from the time of Chorben Bayis Rishan, where over a million Jews were massacred, Chorben Bayesheni, the Crusades, the Inquisition, where hundreds of thousands were, were force, forcibly converted. Cossacks, Chamanitsky pogroms, Holocaust. If you would understand that the likelihood of there being an observant Jew today, it's not highly improbable, it's not statistically unlikely, it's downright impossible. It's an impossibility of epic proportions. I'm sure you know the words of, Rab, of Rabbi Yaakov Emden. Rabbi Yaakov Emden writes in his introduction to the Siddur. He says, How can a heretic not be utterly ashamed? Analyzing the state of the Jewish people today. Says Rabbi Yaakov Emden, After everything that we had to go through, after thousands of years, you know, Rabbi Yaakov Emden, who, by the way, the Chassam Soifer said he was a Navi. Chassam Soifer writes those words about Rabbi Yaakov Emden. Rabbi Yaakov Emden says, Chai nafshi, I swear, says Rabbi Yaakov Emden. Ki elu. When I think about this miracle, the miracle of the continuity of the Jewish people, Godla etzli yoisem mikol nisim sha'asa ha'kadosh baruchu it's a greater miracle than all the miracles Rebbe Hashem did in Egypt. You know, a lot of people think and say, you know, 
you know, I would really have a lot of emuna in Hashem if He would show me a miracle. Like if I would see the splitting of the Yamsuf, then I would believe in Him. But what do you want from me, Rabban Hashem? You know, I live in 2023, I don't see any miracles. You see a much greater miracle. If you could go to yeshiva, and you could learn Torah today, after 2,000 years of Golas, that's a bigger miracle than Yitzhiya Smitzayim. When they were walking through the Red Sea, they were saying, you know, if only God would show me a real miracle. They said, like what? Like Jews learning Torah in 2023, then I would really have emunah b'ashem. But now, you know, I'm not really seeing a miracle, so vayam rubayam, they rebelled at the Yamsuf. They didn't have full emunah. Because they didn't really see a real miracle. But today, you're seeing a miracle that the Yoytzei Mitzrayim never saw. Think about that. Think about, of all the generations in the history of the world, which generation did Hashem choose to show the greatest miracle to? You. You know why? Ahava Rabba Ahavtanu. Because as much as Hashem loved them, He loves you more. He wants to show you greater miracles. He wants to reveal Himself more. So this, to me, is a very empowering idea. That everything that we do, every small thing that we do, every great thing we do, is so important, Be'enei Hashem, is so valuable. The Rebbe Hashem has been waiting for us to bring, bring Klal Yisrael to the finish line. Never has a Jew had more ability and power than the tefillahs that you offer today, than the Torah that you're learning today. So it's really a great schuss to come back to this wonderful yeshiva, to see a lot of uh, good chaverim, and Bezos Hashem Hashem should be mavarich all of you, bracha v'hatzlacha in all of your endeavors. Thank you for having me. Thank you, thank you. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.